Welcome to the Worship Leader Toolbox podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage worship leaders and teams and practical components of local church leadership. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it's helpful for you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at worshipleadertoolbox.com. And we'd also be honored to have you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Let's join together in today's episode starting now. All right. Hello. Today is a different kind of podcast. For one thing, it's about a week after Christmas, but um, we want to encapsulate Christmas into a little nutshell here so we can think back and remember what we did on this unusual 2020 Christmas during the pandemic. I'm going to connect with um, four or five people, one being Clint, who you already know, and a few other staff from our church just to get everybody's input. So a little short segments. So Clint, how are you doing today? I am doing well. That's good. First day back in the office after the holiday break. Yep, that's been a long break. Yeah. It felt long anyway. <laughs> it felt long. All right, so uh, Christmas stuff. Um, various components. I'm going to talk to Emily, who helped with the music during the Christmas Eve services and all the sanctuary online. Talk to Josh, who helped with a lot of the putting together of the videos for the online Christmas Eve services, plus the production for the outdoor services. And talk to Andy, who the pastor here um, did a really unusual sermon and was uh, kind of leading the way on that front. And then you, Clint, participated in the online recordings of the Christmas Eve services. Tell us just a little bit about your take on Christmas and uh, the stage and whatever kind of stuff. Yeah, well, it was definitely a a unique Christmas. Obviously, COVID 2020 Christmas, um, not being able to meet indoors, in person. So, you know, how do we give everyone that traditional Christmas feel, the expectation that people have every single year, right? Um, and since we couldn't meet in person, we the the team over Christmas decided to do an outdoor service. And um, I thought it went really well. I mean, you can't control weather, uh, mm-hmm. But it wasn't storming, you know, so it did drizzle a little bit, but yeah. that was good. Um, prepping everything. So for the main part that I was involved in with the recording is, you know, one great thing is that we always talk about is advanced prep or advanced notice. And uh, I think everyone had ample time to learn the four or five songs mm-hmm. um, and be able to rehearse and then come back and and record them. And I thought it went really well. So it was a whirlwind that week. Um, Monday, (laughs) Sunday, we did worship. And then Monday, uh, regular church, that was the Sunday before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the 13th, actually. The 13th. Actually, to back up here, and we don't want to take too much time in our one segment, but on the 13th, we recorded, after church, we recorded all the music for the 27th Sunday. And so we spent all afternoon just putting that together for both services, Sanctuary and Family Life Center. Oh, wow. Which is different than a lot of churches that only have one style, one focus. And uh, so it's pretty unusual, but it's also cool that everybody pulls together. Then on Monday night, all the drummers got together for Little Drummer Boy, which (laughs) I don't think it'll become a tradition necessarily, although over the years we've done it in various ways. Yeah. Different times, different. In the last three years, we've kind of built on the the what's the group king country okay, yeah i thought it went, went over really well yeah so they practiced monday tuesday was just a night of getting things ready wednesday night was the rehearsal for the um christmas, christmas eve, eve recording. recording but also on wednesday before that rehearsal we recorded the preaching for both areas of christmas eve yeah we'll talk to andy about that and then on thursday night we recorded christmas eve services and then yeah they put it together for the following thursday but we also practiced 
Yeah, we like we ran practice and then recorded. I mean, all that. No, didn't we practice for like a Sunday and then record or something? Oh, well, we recorded it all and then we kind of ran out of time. And at the end, we just we basically all looked at the songs for Sunday. Oh, the twentieth. Sure the right keys. That's then right. Then we got ready to play for the twentieth. But the songs that we looked at, basically, there were too many songs in the brains. So like, you couldn't have all those songs in your brain it and have them all together. So we just scrapped the idea of rehearsal for Sunday that night. We just made sure it was right, and then we got together Sunday morning early. Yeah, it was a it was a whirlwind. It was it was a week. So what were a couple of the songs? Um, I have no idea what the songs were for Sunday. If that's terrible to say, oh, for the Christmas Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Okay, yeah. so we did. You know, we opened with um, uh, Carol the Bells, right? Mm-hmm. And then we went into um, Little Drummer Boy, and that was kind of like the opening block. Yeah. Um, and then um. And I, I honestly don't know. And then we did Oh Come All You Faithful. Oh Come <laughs> There were so many songs. But we did the version from North Point, which I thought was really neat. We hadn't done that before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, was it, a, had a, it was cool. It was also different because I was playing bass and I yeah, you know, sometimes only play bass. bass. But that was a fun song to play bass on because it's kind of like a, a backbeat, kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, country-ish feel, I guess. Well, you might be thinking about First Noel. Oh my! Yeah. <laughs> Phil Wickham's first Noel was the next one we did, and that was a ding 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 ding. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is awesome. All right. Well, um, it all turned out well. It did turn out well, and a lot of people watched Christmas Eve mm-hmm. online. And yeah. based on our humble record keeping of not really knowing how to count attendance during Christmas yeah. or any service during the whole pandemic, we have been basically timesing it by two point three or two point five. Okay. Like each eyeball has been times 2.3. Like, yeah. It's probably at least a couple people watching. Some families are probably four or five. Some people just on their own device. Yeah. So it's been 2.3 or 2.5, just bouncing back and forth between those two. That makes sense. And we did the same with cars because it's impossible to count attendance in a dark parking lot yeah. with people. So we just said, well, there was this many cars. We timed it by 2.5, and that was the attendance. As a result, between the four outdoor services and the two online services for Christmas Eve, we had about the same number of people as we usually do. Oh, if wow. If you do that formula. Oh, that's crazy. It's actually like 50 more than last oh, wow. year. But who knows if that's right, so we haven't even published it. it, it it's hard <laughs> to gauge it, especially like online. Because I know um, sometimes like if I'm working on stuff and I'm in the basement, I'll have it on. Mm-hmm. And like Tina and the kids are upstairs doing something. Yep. That's too. There's no way to know. There's yeah. no way to know. Yeah. So it could be a lot more. It could. It, who knows what it could be. Yep. So. Well, thanks, Clint. I'll go through the office here and find Andy and Josh and Emily, and we'll just have a little recap of Christmas. So talk to you later. See ya. Here with Emily as I catch up with people around the office talking about Christmas Eve. And um, Emily Otwine is the director of traditional music, leads all the sanctuary stuff. And we kind of combine forces for a small mini band ensemble music group for outdoor Christmas Eve. And it's a good thing we did. So tell us your impression of Christmas Eve. I thought it was really a novel idea. And I loved that we didn't just do online and we had an opportunity for our church community to get together. Um, I liked that it was very simple. And I think that is in in keeping with the original Christmas story, right? It was all very simple. And I, I think we approached it with simple carols and people just raising their voices. And uh, it was cold and it was wet. 
and joyous. Everybody said that. Like that was like that was a standout. <laughs> but it was interesting. I don't know if we've ever because the makeup was just piano, guitar, vocals. Yes. And two thirds of the whole both nights was just vocals. Right. Because we had to stop halfway through because of rain, hold umbrellas, stand out there and sing right. acapella. Right. In some ways, singing acapella was almost neat as anything. I agree with you. I think that was really awesome. Everybody just went with it, and and it was still joyful and joyous. And so the joined forces part is that most often we don't get to sing at the same time. Correct. And usually you're upstairs with your whole group, and I'm downstairs with this whole other group. Right. And on that night, it was you and me right. and Mike who plays upstairs, and then this combined group of people who are in both worlds. So we had like carolers basically. Right. I thought that was neat. It was awesome. It, and I think it's wonderful for all of us to get together on occasion and celebrate together because you're right. You're It's a, it's a separate world, the upstairs and downstairs, and it but shouldn't always be that way. The one unifying thing was that as soon as we were done singing, everybody ran back in and started <laughs> harboring around chocolate and soup. And <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for your part. Well, thank you for was, organizing it. It was awesome. It was. So I've roped in our pastor, Andy Adams, here to share um, a little bit. You did a unique sermon on Christmas Eve for all four outdoors and the two online. And uh, you were a first person in character, I guess you'd call it, of Joseph. I just thought I'd share a little about that. Everybody thought it was really awesome. Yeah. I, you know what? Um, 2020 was such a unique year. And middle of October or so, we had decided because of the unique circumstances that we were going to do these, you know, outdoor services and online. And, and we had no idea that we wouldn't even really be able to meet in person uh, at the time, but we anticipated that it, that a whole lot of our folks wouldn't. And so we really wanted to create a brand new unique experience. And, and part of that, I was like, well, what's the message going to be? And I gave myself a couple week deadline and, and there in the middle of October was reading through the, you know, the birth narratives of Jesus. And for whatever reason, that character of Joseph really stood out to me as wow. Like we have encountered so many blind sides, so many unexpected things in 2020. And as I was reading those narratives, I thought, wow, I could, I could kind of empathize with how often Joseph experienced those same things. And so his character stood out to me and it was like, immediately I saw this first person sermon uh, begin to be created in my mind. And, and it really came out pretty close to what, what I felt like God's spirit really uh, planted in my heart there in, in October. Yeah, that's good. And so you had uh, three of the guys in our church were, along with you and playing a small role of each one being an angel. And yes. so was that part yeah. of your vision? Yeah. The whole concept was that, that we were going to, that, that I was jo old Joseph. Like, you know, we don't hear from Joseph after Jesus ministry starts. So presumably he's passed away. Uh, so old Joseph, like before Jesus launches into his ministry, uh, old Joseph looking back on how God was present through all of those unexpected circumstances and the most unexpected things that happened to Joseph. Uh, and I don't think I had ever really counted them up before, but was these, these three appearances in dreams of angels to him that redirected, completely redirected his life three different times. 
And it's like, talk about unexpected. And so, so I had this, this vision of angels, like Joseph looking back and remembering how the angels appeared to him. And, and so I kind of envisioned, hey, why, why don't I have some angels appear to me uh, as I'm doing this first person, like looking back and, and sharing with people about, you know, Joseph's experience. And so it, it came together. Yeah, it was awesome. So in addition to the cool message and all the uniqueness of being outside, one night was raining and the next <laughs> night was frigid, like 20 degrees or something like that or less. And yeah, uh, I think it was a 30 or four, almost like a 40 degree swing. It was, it, it was fantastic. Actually doing it in person in front of people was so much different than doing it in front of a camera, which I had done the camera ones ahead of time. Um, before yeah, so, we, so we did we recorded the message for christmas eve online and you did two different locations for that and that's a whole nother thought that we bumped into for christmas season was that um you know we've been doing online services for the two different styles in our church and the two different worship areas and so then it comes to christmas eve and we pretty much had to record music and preaching in two separate locations just so it connected with the people who normally go to those locations well, they there. exactly um so so yeah did it did it in front of the camera twice and then and then the four times outdoors and and it was it was spectacular really uh the outdoors was was phenomenal i didn't know uh how it would go but uh, uh god's spirit helped me remember all of my lines it was really the first time that i've done a sermon completely memorized um, Huh. And, and, and so that, that was unique. That was new for me, but, so, but man, then, it came together. And now you've shaved your beard off. Yes. And, and that's, I started growing my beard in late October, knowing that I was going to be Joseph and that I needed to do that, uh, in advance. And so this, it was, it was hilarious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I waited a couple of days after Christmas and then shaved it. And now my face is cold. Uh, I'm glad I had the beard on that Christmas Eve night. It was so cold. That's true. Well, I thought it was awesome. And I thought we could just add this little conversation to a few other conversations I'm having with other people around the office. And so thanks. Yeah. And I just, just want to end by uh, saying uh, the team was phenomenal and I'm so grateful for everybody who pitched in and did their part. Mine was just a part. So yeah, I was, I was thrilled. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. Well, thanks Andy. And I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. Thank you. Right. See ya. And Noah, one of the college students on our staff serving in custodial stuff half the time, youth sponsor stuff the other half the time. And I guess if we got three halves, then you're also doing tech stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you, and you preach sometimes, so you do a yeah, lot. Yeah, once a month, yeah. Um, but we are glad you're around here. So from your perspective, um, assisting, helping with tech, helping with production and setup, just thought I'd get your input. What were your reflections on Christmas Eve? My um, reflections, it went well. I mean... Our parking lot was filled, and I think everyone kind of got the different me message that uh, Andy brought with a more of like a play setting, and we missed out on the play this year, so it was kind of fun and different way to work, uh, have a sermon, but it was fun. It was rainy and cold, but that just stretches your volunteers, I guess. It was rainy and cold each different night was something it, different. Different night, a little bit different. Yep. And Wendy both nights. Yeah. And then all the team members would uh, go in the building in between their parts and eat soup and whatnot while yeah. they're waiting to go back out to the, the craziness. So um, what, what, was the, what were the days like 
What time did you get here those days? Ooh, oh, probably, I think it was 11 o'clock Christmas Eve. And I want to say it was noon, 1230 on Christmas Eve Eve. And then we basically just started setting up, went through all the services, and then packed it all up, and then went Yeah, home. probably so. was here for eight, nine hours, probably right around there. Yep. So with the projection and the stage and the lights and the video and the band and just all the various components, it was a full-scale thing. And we appreciate your part. So, well, thanks, Noah. Thank Glad you. you got a chance to stop by the microphone. Nick Tipton, who is uh, one of our tech guys and really is uh, the ringleader for all things video and worship streaming. And so, Nick, glad I got a chance to talk with you tonight. And going from different person to different person, getting a short perspective on Christmas Eve. You basically ran projection for the outdoor service with a projection on the wall that was huge. And you sat in the back of a pickup truck to be dry and slightly warmer. But tell us real quick your your setup or just your experience that night. So basically, I had the video switcher that we usually use for the online service that I dismantled, brought outside, hooked up one of our cameras that I brought outside along with another one that we brought in, put them on tripods, which then I put in the back of the pickup truck as low as they could go in there. So that way, and those went into the video switcher so I could switch between the cameras and then went out of the pickup truck over to a different trailer which had the projector in it and we then projected that on so that way we could have live feed for everyone to see that if you weren't in the first couple rows you could actually see it and so and all the cars were parked like drive-in kind of yeah and the screen much. was almost the size of a drive-in i don't know how wide that screen was but 20 feet probably something close to that so you can measure the wall but yeah, and it was good. We basically pieced together some stuff and pulled that off, and everybody loved it. And uh, Nick's claim to fame was that it was like 19 degrees, and you didn't wear a jacket. No. Or jeans, for that matter. You had shorts and like a button-down shirt. Shorts and a button-down. <laughs> that's that's your uniform. And then, just for the sake of saying thanks, we also did the online worship, which happened that night, and we recorded all that beforehand. So Christmas Eve was four outdoor services and two onlines recorded before. And so thanks for your part and all that stuff. No problem. Dan Yarger, who is one of our lead volunteer team tech gurus that uh, has surfaced in our church. He was an instrumental part of Outdoor Christmas Eve. As well as online Christmas Eve. So we had like a whirlwind there for a couple of weeks. We so did. thanks, Dan, for your part. I thought you could just share a little perspective on the couple-day setup of sound and frigid temperatures and everything else that goes along with it. Well, I think it's, you know, Christmas turned into one of those, um, one of those interesting situations where, you know, the setup on the day, you know, on the 23rd was – you know, in the afternoon was really nice outside. I mean, it was 50, 60, you know, 60 degrees and sunny and like a little windy, but you know, you know, if you'd been out too long, you would have got a sunburn on, you know, on that day. And then, you know, the clouds rolled in and all of a sudden it was just, we got to the last five minutes of the first service and it just, the clouds just opened up and it was, it was rain all night for the rest of the night. And, yep. you know, 
Everybody's in umbrellas. Yeah. So, so you have uh, basically we're using your personal sound system out there, and it's mm-hmm. a monstrosity of a sound system and uh, <laughs> big tall speakers and yeah everything. So what do we do for all that? I mean, we we had lights and everything out there. Yeah. So you know, one of the fortunate things you know for the, most of this stuff is we just went out to Walmart. You know, I kind of knew ahead of time it was going to rain, and um, uh, an old crusty sound engineer told me one thing to know about outdoor events is you are eventually going to get wet. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't matter how long you do it. Eventually, you're going to get wet. So um, I, with that in mind, you know, the fact, you know, looking back, the fact that we got through 16 weeks of outdoor worship service with only one that was obviously canceled. And I was like, it's like our time's coming. So it's 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 going to be this time. So, you know, went out to Walmart, got a bunch of cheap tarps and whatever, because just got to keep the water off of it. And yeah. We wrapped everything in plastic, you know, the last five minutes of the first service, and it stayed, you know, covered pretty much the entire time. And, you know, everything stayed, you know, reasonably dry, brought it all in and let it warm up overnight. And, and then your family actually sat outside along with a couple other families. We did. We did. Um, which made it my, neat. My wife, my wife, she's like, I'm not sitting in the car with, a seven, with an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. She's like, it's not going to happen. So she's like... We're getting out. It's going to be cold, and we're just going to deal with it. So, well, a couple of the, you kind of modeled that for a couple other families, and they got out and did it. Yeah, but well, for the most part, it was like a drive-in. Like yeah, exactly. Just yeah. sat like they were in a theater. Yeah, I mean, now had it been fifty degrees, I mean, it's it's St. Louis. You know, every now and then we get Christmases that are like sixty degrees. Had it been sixty degrees, I bet tons of people would have been out of their cars. You know. Oh yeah. So I mean, it just it was just kind of the way it worked out. But I, you know, I think. You know, as I think I've told everybody down here, I was like, no good story starts about the time everything went well. <laughs> so, um, you know, you kind of have to just, you know, embrace it, go with it, and it's, it makes it fun. That's cool. Well, I appreciate you taking days off work, and uh, I know around Christmas it's a little easier to do that, but still, yeah. you have to do it. It's all right. I needed the days off anyway. And, um, <laughs> and you were over here, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock, whole family, yeah. embraced the stage, got it all ready to go the week before, and... Yeah. It was a big team effort, but you were a big player, so I appreciate your part. I appreciate it. Finally got connected here to Josh, and I um, thought we'd just get your input on the production and the projector and just Christmas Eve in general. It was a pretty cool experience. I mean, the fact that we had pretty much a torrential downpour that first night, and everyone was still able to come and watch it because we had our lights that were waterproof. We had our projector in the trailer, and then we had our production team that was pretty dedicated and stood out there getting soaking wet. And then... A lot of it was wireless even, so Dan was actually able to sit in his car and mix sound through the radio, and projection guys were able to sit in their truck and monitor everything, so I was really happy with how it all turned out, and we had a lot of good feedback from people, and I think they were just glad to be able to be there in person. Yep, and like any production, it was kind of like a lot of pieces that had to come together at the last minute from a lot of different angles. Oh, yeah, and And that's the fun thing about productions is they're so unpredictable in a sense, or the predictable thing about them is that they'll be unpredictable. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. It's always kind of a fun experience. And So Steve brought the lights and the power. Mm-hmm. And Dan had the sound. And Rodney had the projector. Yep. And then we got Nick to bring out stuff from the other, you know, our own video stuff. And we basically drug out a stage that we haven't used since 2011. Yeah. From underneath <laughs> the bowels of the bathroom closet. And uh, and then got it was just interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I appreciate your part, and Christmas Eve was fun. Yeah, it was a lot and, of fun. Um, thanks for joining us. This is Josh Case, who is uh, the sound guy here at our church and does a lot of stuff. You also, at the same time during Christmas season, messed around with 
uh, post-editing all the Christmas videos. Yeah. So we're really not a pre-recording church. I know a bunch of churches are, mm-hmm. and we could be if we wanted to, but we've kept the habit of live stuff going every Sunday. A group's right. here cranking it out. Two locations. And so I think that's been awesome too. But on Christmas Eve, we actually had you set up for a long time. We all worked hard watching you set up for 12 hours, doing the, <laughs> <laughs> getting the video ready. Mm-hmm. So it was awesome. Yeah. Appreciate I, it. I was glad with how it all turned out. I think everyone did a great job, everyone involved. So, yep. Well, thanks, Josh. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, this is Ava again, and just wanted to tell you thanks for listening. We hope this has been helpful for you and your ministry, and if it has, we give God praise. Let's stay in touch through the website, worshipleadertoolbox.com. Until next time, keep lifting up the name of the Lord and leading your people well. Thank you.